Hello and welcome to The Nourished Soul. I'm your host, Christopher Ian. I'm here to educate, uplift, and inspire others in the areas of wellness, lifestyle, beauty, and personal growth. My mission is to spread joy and help you to learn to love the skin you're in through physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual wellness. We take a holistic approach to wellness to help you on your journey to self-love and living a more high vibe and joyful life. The French have a saying, beyond dans ses peaux, which loosely translate as being well in one's own skin. It's about everything it takes to be comfortable in your skin, from the world we live in, to what we put in and on our bodies to how we care for ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. My mission is to help both women and men fall in love with the skin they're in through my passion for beauty, lifestyle, and wellness. Conversations on the nourished soul will be centered around clean beauty, wellness, yoga, meditation, nutrition, body positivity, spirituality, personal growth, self-care, self-love, and everything high vibe living. So let's dive right into today's podcast episode. Wow, welcome to episode 12. Um, If you guys have paid close attention, you will notice that the podcast is no longer called The Nourish Soul. It's called Pink Flamingo Wellness. Um, I kind of went back and forth when I decided to make this podcast, whether I would call it Nourish Soul or Pink Flamingo Wellness. Um, Being that flamingos are my spirit animal, they represent a lot of different things for me. Um, and they are just like a really amazing, positive source for like creativity and inspiration for me. So I had this thought of like, just going back to that. And it is a little bit more in alignment with my personality and like kind of what I want to bring to the table. So I thought let's change it. So If you didn't notice, you may now notice that the podcast is now called Pink Flamingo Wellness Podcast. So anyways, same topic, still me. Glad that you are here. Um, Let's dive into today's episode. So I really don't have a quote for today. Um, I was racking my brain trying to think of one and like nothing came up. And like, instead of... Trying to like force a quote just to say that I had one, I was like, you know what? We're just not going to do a quote because the whole point in this podcast is authenticity and like me just being really transparent and having a conversation with you guys. And like, I don't want to try to force anything to happen. So if I don't have a quote, I don't have a quote. So maybe we'll have one next episode. Who knows? However, I do have a favorite thing or rather things. Um, so our last podcast episode was two weeks ago and that was because I was leaving to go to Tampa. Um, so I was in the Tampa and St. Pete area for like a week and we kind of set like an itinerary and decided we were going to do a little something every day. In addition to that, we really wanted to each day pick a different area over there on the West coast of Florida. And then take some time to just kind of explore that area. So, like, one day we did Tampa, one day we did St. Pete, one day we did Tarpon Springs, one day we did Clearwater, um, and then found some nice, fun things to do um, during those places. And we kept 
going back to St. Pete. <laughs> because most of the stuff that I wanted to do was in St. Pete. And um, both uh, my boyfriend and I were just really kind of drawn to that area. Like, the beaches were beautiful. We loved the downtown area. We discovered this little neighborhood. Um, I think it's called the Grand Central District. So really enjoyed that. So my favorite thing is St. Pete. I'm like super obsessed with it now. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see a couple pictures. Um, I took a picture of the Don Cesar Hotel. I took a picture at No Vacancy, which is like totally me, little lounge bar in St. Pete that like literally has a flamingo painted on the side of the building. And they were just the best customer service. We had some really amazing food there. We had this drink, a big drink that comes in like a fishbowl. It was insane. Um, so, yeah, I got to explore St. Pete. We went to Honeymoon Island a lot, which is this absolutely beautiful beach. Um, not a lot of people there. It was also, it was kind of cold, so it wasn't really like the best beach days. And it was in the middle of the week. But um, really beautiful spot, very, like, kind of quiet, calm beaches. Um, they have a dog beach. They have an area where we can actually take your dogs on the beach, uh, which was nice. We did that with the dogs. And um, shells everywhere. When I go to the beach, I love to just walk for as long as I can down the beach and look for shells and sea glass. And we found so many gorgeous shells. There were just shells everywhere. I've never seen that many shells on a beach before. So if you're ever in the Florida area and you're looking for something to do, I highly recommend you go check out St. Pete, go to Honeymoon Island, go to No Vacancy. Um, I am super obsessed. I can actually kind of picture myself living in St. Pete. I've always wanted to live on the beach. The beach is like my jam. In fact, two years ago, uh, two and a half years ago, when I was deciding to move back to Florida, I really kind of did take a look at Tampa, St. Pete, and Clearwater area because really wanted to live near the ocean. But there were just more job opportunities in Orlando at the time. So we wound up here, plus Disney. Um, but yeah, I could totally, totally see myself moving to St. Pete. Anyways, without any further ado, let's actually get into the topic of conversation today. So I wanted to talk about emotional eating. Um, for me personally, going through the chaos that I did in the past few years uh, was really rough for me. I was under a lot of stress. I was going through some major depression. In addition to having a lot of anger that was directed at my ex-husband, um, all of this really kind of threw me for a loop and basically changed who I was. Before that, you know, I was very into yoga and Pilates. I was very health conscious. Um, I was in love with my body. I was very accepting of my body. And because of everything that happened, um, I decided to give up drinking. And I have never really been one to do any sort of drugs. So when I feel stressed or angry, the first thing that I always turn towards is food. So back then, about, you know, two to three years ago, when everything was going down, I was basically eating my emotions, and that's something that I have struggled with in the past, but I had gotten a handle on it up until the chaos of my marriage um, started happening, uh, where everything started to fall apart. Uh, now, I'm on my own this past year, if you've been kind of following me, it's almost been a year, actually, since we separated um, 
I've been really focusing on kind of putting the pieces of my life back together, moving forward and creating some new healthier habits. Um, Kind of going back to those healthier habits that I had before and really paying attention to my body, loving my body and nourishing my body. And now I realize that over the past like two years, I was using food as an emotional band-aid. Um, I've always had some sort of issue with food, as I've mentioned before in other podcasts and um, on Instagram and social media. I suffered with an eating disorder when I was in my teens, 20s, and even my early 30s. And food is something um, that I constantly have to work on. I don't think we can cure ourselves of disordered eating, but rather I look at it as that we're always in recovery. It's something that we must work on every single day. And while I'm definitely someone who believes in having a balanced meal or a balanced diet, well, in fact, I don't even really like the word diet. I'm not big on doing diets or restricting yourself. However, I do believe that we should listen to our bodies and pay attention to what it really needs. So a tool that's really helped me with this has been intuitive eating, also known as mindful eating. Intuitive eating is really listening to your body. Um, So when you're craving something, it's taking time to pause Listen to your body and determine why you are experiencing that craving. Is it because you're bored? Are you eating out of frustration or because you're stressed out? Instead of dealing with the underlying emotions, are you turning to something sweet or salty to kind of offset that? And this is something that I've struggled with in the past two years. So a lot of my issues prior to this around food have always been around restricting, restricting sugar, restricting carbs, Um, With my disordered eating, it was calorie counting. Um, I've done every diet you can possibly imagine. I've done Weight Watchers. I've done Jenny Craig. I've done paleo. I've done keto. I've done raw vegan. I've done vegan. I've done pretty much everything in all to seek this, like, you know, idea of perfection. And even at my lowest, I still hated myself because for me, it was always a mental and emotional thing. That's what eating disorders are. It's never about the food. So whenever you talk to somebody that has disordered eating or eating disorder, it's never about the food. And then when you think about it in terms of how many people turn to drinking or smoking at the end of the day to relax... For emotional eaters, it's turning to food. So maybe you come home, you have a big meal, and then you have ice cream or a chocolate cake after dinner. This is your come down from a really stressful day. So intuitive eating is just being very mindful about why you want that food. Really listening to your body and determining what is the reason that you want this food. Are you eating because you're bored? Because then maybe you can just get up, go outside, and take a walk instead, or do something else to occupy your mind instead of sitting on the couch mindlessly munching out a bag of chips while watching The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And yes, I'm talking from experience. (laughs) It's also really listening to what your body needs as far as the type of food it might need. Your cravings could simply be that your body is just dehydrated. So maybe what it really just needs is water or some kind of fruit or vegetable that has a very high water content like grapes or watermelon so when i started to transition into a more like clean living um kind of routine i started to become more aware of how important what we put on and in our bodies affects our health and wellness i've since gone more towards clean and natural products clean and natural products for my house as well as focusing on clean eating and even kind of really have begun to hate that term clean eating 
But I'm trying to avoid things like processed sugar and other processed foods. Um, However, I'm not talking in terms of a diet mentality, but instead I'm really starting to wake up to chemicals that are in our food, in our skincare, and in our beauty products. And how is that affecting our health, our environment, and how we live? So now I focus on foods that will nourish my body. For instance, if I'm craving a candy bar, that's full of sugar and has no health benefits whatsoever. I mean, sure, it might feel good to eat it, and it might even taste great, but then after that, how am I going to feel? In terms of thinking of a healthier swap, would my body be satisfied with maybe a tablespoon of all-natural ground peanut butter with no sugar added, or a handful of strawberries or blueberries? These could definitely satisfy the sweetness craving, but it would also nourish my body a lot more than a candy bar. Thinking in terms of intuitive eating, we need to pause and focus on the emotion behind the craving. We need to target that emotion instead of eating something that doesn't nourish our bodies. For instance, if it's out of boredom, maybe like I said earlier, you get up, you do a workout, or you go for a walk, or maybe you just call a friend to talk. If it's stress-related, maybe you meditate, take a nap, or you call that friend and you talk out the situation and hopefully receive some amazing advice. So how can you tell if you're emotionally eating? First, pay attention to when you have cravings. Do you tend to have more cravings when you're bored or stressed or any other kind of negative emotion? Do you reward yourself with food? For instance, if you've had a bad day at work, do you go home and treat yourself to a pint of Ben & Jerry's? Do you regularly eat until you feel stuffed and sometimes even eat beyond that feeling? Do you feel powerless over or around food? If you've answered yes to any of these, you're probably using food to soothe some really strong emotions. Some other kind of like physical food, physical signals rather, that you're eating emotionally is that emotional hunger comes on very quickly and is usually in response to a feeling. When you start to um, have those physical signals of emotional eating, you start to really crave some very specific comfort foods. Um, You may eat past the point of feeling full, like I mentioned, and emotional eating often leads to shame or guilt. So I want to share a few tips that have really helped me um, as far as intuitive eating and that can release you from any kind of like yo-yo dieting and help release you from being obsessed about food. So principle number one is ditch diet culture. We're constantly being force-fed images or marketing from diet companies like Weight Watchers who are now focusing on terms like becoming healthy or obtaining optimal wellness or even just using the term wellness as opposed to using the word diet because that word diet has kind of become a bad word. People don't respond to it as well. So you really need to think about what is the purpose behind it. Are they trying to sell you a diet plan or an exercise video? This idea of rejecting diet culture is so that you can let go of this false hope of losing weight quickly or that this diet might be the one that's finally going to help you lose all that weight. What usually happens when we do these kinds of diets is we might lose a little bit of weight, but then it's not a very sustainable way of eating. So eventually we fall off the wagon, we eat the chips, and we gain all the weight back, if not even more. Diets constantly are set up for us to fail again and again. If you can let go of this diet mentality, you can get yourself out of that loop and stop doing more harm to your body than good. 
So how that relates to emotional eating is that you need to start thinking in terms of dieting. So what happens is there's also this cycle of like binge and dieting. So you may binge one day and then starve yourself the next day. So not a really great cycle to be in. It's You're doing a lot of harm for your body. It's better to focus on sustainable eating with some really nourishing foods. The second principle is observe your hunger. And I don't know why we are so scared to let ourselves be a little hungry. In today's society of instant gratification, it's like as soon as we sense hunger, we start snacking. I recently read a great book called The, Longe- Longevi- called the Longevity Plan by John Day. Um, Day is an American cardiologist who was overweight and discovered that there was a small village in China where a lot of people that lived there were actually over the age of 100. So he went there to find out some of their secrets um, about how they had no diseases, they had no major health problems, and a majority of the village were people in their hundreds. They were still working in the rice fields and on their farms. They were able to retain flexibility and strength, and they had no reported health issues or diseases. One of the things that really stuck stuck out to me was that he mentioned that they ate very small portions of food. They only ate what was local, and they only ate what they picked that day. So breakfast, they would go out, and they would pick stuff out of their gardens or from the farms. They would come home. They would make their meal. They'd go back out to work. They would pick something for lunch. They'd come home. They'd make their meal. They'd go back out. Sometimes they wouldn't even use something if it was over a day old. So everything was very fresh. It was very local, and they grew it all themselves. The other thing about this book that really stuck out to me was that they had very small portions for their meals. In opposition, I think that in America, our portions are so out of control. I mean, if you've ever been to a cheesecake factory, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Their portions of food are on a plate or like the size of a hubcap. It's absolutely ridiculous. So being able to honor your hunger is really about not overeating, but instead listening to your body being conscious of eating, and listening to signals that your body is telling you. If you're hungry, then maybe you sit down and you're very conscious about how you eat. Because we don't need to eat a whole plate of something because our hunger needs to be satiated. We could just have a few bites and that could be fine. So honoring your hunger is knowing that just because you're hungry does not mean you have to eat. Really begin to listen to your body Figure out if you need to eat now or if you can put it off a little bit. And again, maybe that's something simple like having a glass of water that can often satiate you because you're being dehydrated. And dehydration can often be mistaken as being hungry. Then be very conscious and mindful as you're eating to let your body signal to you that it's full so that you can stop eating and stop overeating. Principle number three, let's make peace with food. This is a very important one and one that I used to struggle with very often. So you tell yourself that you can or shouldn't have a particular food. But those intense feelings around deprivation can often lead into uncontrollable cravings. And I've definitely been guilty of this in the past. Whenever I would decide to start a new diet, I would basically have what I would call my last supper the night before. So if I was going to start my diet on Monday, I would have my last supper on Sunday. For instance, if I'm going to give up sugar or carbs, again, this is just restricting foods, 
Then I'll eat every single thing I can before I have to give those up. I'll eat cupcakes and cookies and candy and chips. I'll order Chinese for lunch and pizza for dinner. And I do all of this because I want to get it in because I feel like I'm never going to have it ever again. In order to make peace with food, we need to tell ourselves that there are no bad or good foods. We need to stop judging food. It's all about moderation. So again, that goes back to honoring your hunger. So if you're craving a piece of chocolate cake, you can have a bite or two to satisfy that craving without going overboard. And when we have these quote-unquote bad foods, we tend to beat ourselves up really bad afterwards. So I think making peace with food is really deciding that you can have everything that you want, but you just have to have it in moderation. So make peace with food and love the freedom that comes with that. Also, we need to stop listening to those other people's opinion about what foods are good and bad. You know those food police. Instead, pay attention to your body so you're able to eat guilt-free. Principle number four, listen to your body. Listen to your body's signals that are telling you you're no longer hungry. Observe the signs that show that you're completely full. Pause in the middle of a meal or a snack and ask yourself how the food tastes and what your current fullness level is. This principle is because we tend to eat when we're doing other things. So we're maybe in a restaurant or we're having a conversation, we're playing on our smartphones. We're not actually paying attention to the food that we're eating or even savoring the food that we're eating. Instead, pay attention to your body as you eat. Listen for those signals from your body that tell you you're full and then stop eating there. Principle number five, savor your cravings. You can indulge a craving without overeating. There's a vicious cycle that often comes with emotional eating. First, you have a trigger like stress. Then you get a craving. Then you mindlessly eat and often overeat. And then this leads to you feeling shame or guilt. You have not addressed the original trigger. You've just compounded the situation and made it worse. As I mentioned earlier, when we ignore our cravings, we tend to binge eat later on. Instead, of fo- instead, focus on the craving and let yourself satisfy the craving, but again, do this in moderation. If you're craving, say, chocolate cake, maybe mom- momentarily honor that craving. Take some time to sit down and very mindfully have a bite or two of the cake, totally undistracted. Just delight in the taste, the smell, and the texture of the cake. Take it very slow, enjoy it, savor it, and trust me, just one or two bites will satisfy those cravings. You don't need to eat a whole cake. You just need to mindfully enjoy a piece or two. Eat only when you're hungry and eat only to satiation. Principle number six, soothe emotions without food. As I mentioned at the beginning, um, I tend to self-soothe with food when I'm feeling anxious, depressed, or bored. However, food won't fix any of these feelings. Um, It may comfort me in the short term, distract me from the pain that I'm feeling, but it's not going to solve the underlying problem. And in the end, you will only feel worse. It took me some time to realize that I need to focus on the emotions and the root cause of that emotion instead of just numbing myself with food. Instead of using food as a band-aid, we have to honor our bodies. When we are eating emotionally, we're not really honoring our body. And if we're not honoring our body, it's very hard for us to love the skin we're in. 
So when this comes up, I have to stop and think about the root cause of the emotion. Am I hungry or bored? If it's boredom, then I will go take a walk or work out or read a book. What are you feeling and why? Then address that without food. Another useful tool I found is to keep a food journal, but not the one where you track your food or your calorie intake, but instead you write or journal when cravings come up and you identify what you're feeling instead of feeding the feeling with food. Discover the root cause of those cravings and address those. And then our last principle is movement matters. As a yoga and Pilates teacher, movement is something I'm very passionate about, which is why it gets mentioned very often, or I mention it very often. I mean, what kind of teacher would I be if I didn't talk about moving your body? (laughs) So moving our bodies is very important, and for many reasons other than weight loss. In my career as a yoga and Pilates teacher, now having taught for over a decade, I've worked with different bodies who all had very different reasons for why they chose to work out. We all need to move our bodies, but we need to make sure that it's not for the sake of losing weight. We should not focus on moving our bodies so that we see a certain number on a scale or we fit into a size 2 at Lululemon. Instead, we should move our bodies to find strength and ease within our bodies, and we should move our bodies so we can begin to learn to love the skin we're in. Our bodies are these amazing things that carry us around all day long. They cycle out toxins. They let us have these incredible experiences. It mends wounds. It heals. I mean, our bodies give birth, for Christ's sakes. Well, not my body, but you know what I mean. For all that our bodies do, we need to start being so much better towards our bodies. We really need to start treating our bodies with a little more love and compassion. I'm not a fan of workouts that are absolutely brutal that leave you passing out or throwing up at the end of them. Um, CrossFit, I'm looking at you. And I'm all for a good workout, but it should not make you so sore or sick that your body is physically out for a day or two. We need to learn to celebrate our bodies instead of torturing them through intense exercise. We we need to celebrate our bodies for all that they're able to do instead of punishing it for what we ate. With my clients, I taught them to focus on movement goals that didn't center around weight loss, such as increasing strength, improving flexibility, better posture, relieving stress, reducing diseases or disorders, finding more energy, and the list goes on and on. There are so many amazing reasons for you to move your body other than losing weight. I also think that you need to find the joy in movement. If you're someone who hates running, why are you on the treadmill, Becky? I used to run a lot, and I trained for several long-distance races. Races? What is a races? Um, I used to train for several long distance races. Um, I did half marathons and I even trained for a full marathon. I just did not actually compete in the full marathon because I got sick. That's a whole other story. Anywho, I absolutely hated running. I ran because I knew it was a great form of cardio and that would help me lose weight fast. However, once I started to connect more to my body and I realized that I hated running, I didn't find any joy in it. I then found other forms of exercise that bring me joy, and I always feel grateful and satisfied now when I complete them. So for me personally, my workouts of choice are spin, yoga, and Pilates. In fact, the other day, my workout actually looked like me turning on some music while I cleaned the house. I danced around like no one was watching, well, except my dog Harley, of course, who looked at me like I was insane. 
But I danced around and cleaned the house until I was sweaty, my heart rate was high, and I had a blast doing it. When we connect to our bodies in healthy ways, we can better listen to its needs and learn to nourish it properly. Our last principle is nourish your body. I love this quote from the book Intuitive Eating, a revolutionary program that works by Evelyn Tribble. And in the book, she says, make food choices that honor your health and taste buds while making you feel good. Remember that you don't have to eat a perfect diet to be healthy. You will not suddenly get a nutrition deficiency or gain weight from one snack, one meal, or even one day of eating. It's what you eat consistently over time that matters. Progress, not perfection, is what counts. And as I started to focus more on intuitive eating, I began to focus more on foods that really nourish my body. As I mentioned earlier, I do believe in everything in moderation. Sometimes I really needed to nourish both my body and my soul. And that could be a salad. Some days it's a cupcake. The point is is that I'm not eating junk all day long. That cupcake can be a treat that I allow myself maybe once a week. But throughout the rest of the week, I'm thinking about what really nourishes my body. And as I said, I'm not thinking in terms of good food or bad food. I'm thinking about foods that nourish my body and what can I eat for optimal health and well-being. For me, that's trying to eat more organic, locally sourced fruits and vegetables. I've recently decided to go back to eating more whole foods, plant-based nutrition as often as possible. Everything that you eat or drink, stop and think, does this nourish my body? Use food only to nourish the body, not as entertainment or emotional relief. Start a love affair with food. Really crave it, really savor it, and eat without guilt. When you become more aware of what's leading you to eat or overeat, you can start to control your actions. Try to understand which situations cause you to overeat, find healthier outlets for your feelings, and work on what's causing those emotions. Become aware of your emotional eating triggers, formulate a plan ahead of time to soothe those without using food. So I hope you guys got something out of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I would appreciate it if you would rate the podcast. We can continue the conversation over on Instagram at Christopher.ian.thenumber4. And as always, I look forward to connecting with you guys in future episodes as well as over on social media. And don't forget, stay well and stay fabulous. Have a great night. Bye.